Hey everyone and welcome to this new episode of Clinically Pressed. We are revisiting with Andy Asco. It was uh, he was up north um uh, from a couple weekends ago uh, for a couple things that were going on and so we had to follow up with him to just catch up, see what he's been up to. There's been a lot of transition going on in his life and career. Uh both things are huge for him and we can't wait to see where it takes him, but uh, we got the opportunity to sit down with him at the Greengrass Cafe in La Crosse, Wisconsin, uh, and just chat about what he's been up to. Uh, great short episode uh, with some great insights, as always, from him, so we hope you enjoy that. Um, as usual, check out ParagonFN.com. That's Paragon Fitness and Nutrition uh, for the best supplements that are out there. Some great things to help you sleep better, to help you with just general daily feelings um, in terms of your body feeling good as well as uh, probably the best pre-workout we've seen on the market, both for actually your workouts and also just for that uh, narrow focus that you might need in order to maximize what you're trying to do in a day. Um, at checkout, use code CP15 for 15% off, so be sure to check them out. Again, hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see you on the next one. All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of Clinical Press. We're back. Andy Asco, back up north, which is fantastic to have you back. Um, sitting here at Greengrass Cafe uh, across Wisconsin, just hanging out. We had a little breakfast. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff going on today, but this whole thing should be a lot of fun. So uh, we were just going to catch up with Andy. We were just reliving how our first full interview was Andy as a powerlifter the first time. Andy and I got to meet, um, and now as we sit here, Andy is no longer a powerlifter, a weightlifter, and had his first competition, what, about a month ago? A couple weeks? Yeah, a month, I think. Right. So we're just going to chat about how things have gone in the transition from powerlifting to weightlifting and being a full-time student on top of that, slash researcher, and yeah, some of the cool stuff you've been up to. Well, spoiler alert, <laughs> there's not much time to train. <laughs> yeah, I mean, grass moving just kind of takes more precedent by nature because grass is only a two year thing. Hopefully, this thing will be much longer than that. But yeah, you're a busy dude. <laughs> Don't tell my advisor that. <laughs> Joel's just uh, finishing his Bloody Mary. Yep. Enjoying. How has the transition been? And all a bunch of people are like, wait, what? Even around here, still like, why isn't he powerlifting anymore? I basically gave him the rehash of what you told me about you know chasing an Olympic dream and just with your ability of like, it's hard to teach your kind of strength, but also your kind of mobility, <laughs> especially being able to drop low to catch things and you know, you can front squat plenty. You know, if you if you can get, well, if you can get the clean up, you know, to catch it, like there's no doubt you're gonna be able to stand it up to at least get to the start of your jerk. And it's like, 
Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going. I mean, I'm making progress. Pretty much every training session. But for those of you who've ever tried to snatch your it's, uh, it's definitely a long-term process trying to ingrain those movement patterns and just learning how to be strong uh, in all of your pulling positions. It's clearly, I mean, I can deadlift a hell of a lot more than I can clean or snatch right now. Strength isn't really the issue, it's just really figuring out how to impose my will on the bar. That's the best way I've figured out how to say it. Had you done much Olympic lifting? Right. So when Jim White was here, was that before you? It was before me, yeah. I never actually met the guy, unfortunately. So there was a, a coach who used to bring out track. We just kind of worked together for like four weeks. And that was my first real intro, aside from high school football power cleans, which basically don't count. <laughs> yeah, don't really do anything. But yeah, it's progressing. When I first started, I don't. I think back to even then and how far I've come now, and I still have quite a quite a long way to go. But I'm happy with how far I've gotten, especially given the circumstances. Master degree. How often are you able to get down and train? And how are you breaking that down? Do you still do like just strictly strength work on some days, and then a lot of more technique work, or how does that? What does a week look like? If you know. In a perfect-ish week, you know, which I know, I know a perfect week would be every day spending plenty of time, but obviously that's not always the case, but in a busy, but still good training week. So, um, in a busy but good training week, I hope to get there four times. Usually ends up being more like three. Um, the strength work has taken a huge backseat, and luckily, pretty Robust, like it, it hasn't gone away really. There was a father, I was locked for like two or three months, and we just had a photo shoot for marketing stuff for our gym. And he had me work up to like 325, which is like stupid. Um, so it hasn't really gone anywhere. More just focusing on getting good snatch of the Game. My jerk is the best weightlifting movement that I have. I don't know technically if that's true. Right. By far the strongest one. I just got like a 180 kilo, which is like 396 double, like two weeks ago. But for snatch and clean, snatch and clean, it's much more conservative. Um, but as far as how that's structured, uh, my coach Chris Laughlin, Blue Wave Fitness, handles all the programming. Generally, it looks like we'll do like the full lifts one day. Usually, they're together, so like clean and jerk and snatch, uh, snatch and clean and jerk. Um, are usually later in the week and they're a little bit heavier, but then the first couple days would be like power cleans, hang cleans, complexes, which are just things strung together, like a pull from the floor, then a pull from the hang, then a pull from the air or something. Um, just trying to get comfortable in different positions. These repetitions. Quality, quality, yeah, quality repetitions. Trying to, especially with kind of the lack of recovery I have to do, um, 
trying to manage good work with good recovery and manage expectations is the biggest thing outside of training. So you said video feedback? Yeah, video to him for feedback? Oh, you do? So he's there to kind of... Oh, nice. Yeah, awesome. he runs a pretty small setup. It's like a, it's a 24-7 access, but he's there usually from like 10 or 11 a.m. to like 5, 6, or 7 p.m. All Monday through Friday. Um, and you can just drop by whenever you want to. He'll coach you up. And he's got two different kind of groups. He's got the weightlifters, and our team's pretty big and badass. Um, we actually have a couple people going to nationals in a couple weeks. And, uh, Are you going to that? No, I'm going to American Open. Okay. I knew you had made it qualified for another meet. I was just going to know which one. AO's finals in But we have two groups. We have the weightlifters, which we have a pretty good team. Uh, Texas State champions this year, men and women's. And then we have, he also has like strength and conditioning, which is just like general fitness. People come in. It's kind of like CrossFit without the name. Mm -hmm. He just, he's a gymnast and a weightlifter by background, so he incorporates a lot of gymnastics. And Holy combination. Yeah, it's perfect for me. Right. Yeah, mobility and kind of the... I want to see you do the walking handstands rather than... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he doesn't impose it that hard. <laughs> gotcha. He, does, he makes me do a lot of the mobility and stability stuff, but... For sure. Do you see results with that? Do you feel like that's really helped? Uh, I do. Because yeah, if I remember there was a chiropractor that would always try and work on your mobility and your lack of any kind of internal rotation. Mostly <laughs> internal rotation. Though. I think that was right. really yeah. all that was like. We haven't worked on that really. Um, you haven't needed it. Stuff, yeah. yeah, how's the For shoulders? Years. How's that been? Because I know you were struggling. So with the overhead stuff with some impingement things. And I'm still not sure what it is. I'll probably stop by like figure it out. But it so we ended up doing um, a medicinal intervention leading into my meat because it flared up. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to have taken it away pretty well. And then it didn't resurface until literally I think it was last Thursday, I was telling Chris, I'm like, it's really weird. It just kind of went away and didn't come back. And then that day, it came back. But I mean, it, it never has gotten any worse. Um, it's never gotten to the point where it's just there. Right. And then you don't really know what it is. But upper body mobility is coming along. I used to uh, lose a front rack when I catch all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'd catch it with like one hand on the You guys can't see doing audio but um, yeah. and that hasn't happened for months I don't have elbow or wrist pain like I did when I first started nice that was always my beef with any kind of those my wrists would just die we have Mr. Shattered Red well that doesn't help it but even my <laughs> even my right one would hurt when we would do it and hence my aversion yeah. so what have you done for yeah. the wrist mobility and uh, so, most of my mobility in this is kind of what I did for powerlifting is more just doing the movements. And then by nature, you either become more mobile or you get hurt. Generally, you don't get hurt, right? Unless you're just trying to load up a movement that's not very um, well patterned yet. So, a lot of that 
the wrist and shoulder stuff came from just catching cleans more often, but Chris also had uh, kind of a gymnastic wrist routine he had us do to strengthen the wrist and to help more with the wrist pain, and that probably then allowed me to push it a little bit further. I can imagine that would be solid. Still, we'll have to, at some point down the line, Look at that gymnastics bodies, mm -hmm. level one or whatnot, split a bit amongst a couple people. I think it'd be interesting. Let's see what that all entails. Yeah, I'm super into gymnastics now. I think that's going to be my next offshoot. Muscle ups and yeah. like it's stuff. Also, an Olympic dream there. So. <laughs> yeah. I think that one's a little more realistic for me. Yeah, definitely. I really have the body style for that. Me too. I think I can get into like a, a trend setter or a 90 degree angle split, and that's about it, where you can make 90 degrees underneath. There's long ways from 180. <laughs> so, what do you say is your weakest if the jerk is your strongest? Probably snatch. Um, I feel like I've gotten to be a little bit more aggressive with my cleans, and I'm able to push those a little bit more, but the snatch is just. Really taking on, taking time. It's the more technical of the list that I feel, so that makes sense. It's just the weird thing trying to impose force to a barbell that you have a really wide grip on and then extend upward but not forward and get underneath. And, and Is that a typical like? Weakness for people of the of the list, like is the snatch typically the the one to come last? Oh, Just from what I hear, from what I, yeah, I feel like it's, that's the case. Um, so much so that like if you learn to snatch, you're probably gonna have a relatively good carry over to clean because it's a different motion, but it's similar. Like you extend, you pull under in the snatch, you kind of, you get it into the hip more so you can kind of feel that extension a little bit more. If you just think about it, if you have a wide grip, you're going to be able to get a lot higher and accelerate it a little bit better versus the clean, you're going to accelerate off the top of your thighs. Um, so it really gives you, at least for me when I first started, uh, gave me kind of a paradigm in which to think about extending the bar. Um, and what it should feel like in an ideal world. You know, so the clean's never going to kind of match that um, that perceptual information that you get. Hmm. Uh, my has always been too bad that I can I never feel comfortable with the barbell. Like it just feels awkward. Yeah, when I first started, it was pretty wrists and hands. It seems I just can't figure out where that comfortable spot is. The wrists for me were the worst because in powerlifting, like you're always taught to keep mm -hmm. that straight wrist, whereas when you catch overhead, it's very flex, and that was a hard one for me, especially with like painful wrists. So really just to come to once I did that turnover, that's the wrist. I'm not trying to balance it. In. Right, that makes sense. So your meat must have gone well, relatively. Yeah, I mean, for where I am, I'm happy with it. Uh, I really get to train much meat to it, so I have to climb out and this one list and do okay. I was happy with it. I qualified for which will be hopefully my next meet.
What you and you're shooting for twenty four, hopefully. Twenty twenty four, that's that's the big one. I don't think I'd be ready for tomorrow. Okay, I was stuff in the middle of that just to keep things fun and interesting or with just your school plan you think you got enough that yeah. a six year plan of yeah. development. Um, yeah, I mean a lot of people have asked me like, well don't train with the Makes sense. I did what I needed to do and I'm off the Right. Yeah. You see, uh, with your training between now and December, are you going to notice any increase in frequency or is it not lighting up for you over the summer? I'm hoping, I know you're meeting yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to do it in Texas for the next three months after yesterday. Um, hoping, I'm going to be busy this summer. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping that you know we're busy. That that's not like, time dependent. As in, it's not people coming in to do trials mm, and things right. of that nature. So I can schedule it as I need to schedule it. Didn't Doctor Andre basically have like a six-hour? When he would run them, yeah. like to a timer, so you could go and fit in your training in between. And he yeah. had to pay attention to it again, or I guess that was something probably different with what he was doing. Uh, though, yeah. Oh, I think it's essentially the same thing with these guys in the box. Take like Nick still runs. They're like, there's like a newer a little bit. Okay. Uh, so he's optimized the other version, the older version that takes longer. Gotcha. <laughs> Re-optimizing things takes months and months and months. You can't rest for one So he just sticks with the old version and I think Jeez. The patience of a researcher. Ugh. It's going to be super fun. Yeah, again. So, as we're kind of winding down on this one a little bit, but you kind of referenced the lab. Has anything that you picked up in grad school helped you at all? Just in terms of, like, you had a good knowledge base going into it, and you were more scientific than most people, you know, when you're thinking of the programs that you had set up and, you know, the reasons behind it, but has anything come up in your time? This is at the end of year one, right? Yeah. Um... I think my big takeaway, there, I would feel like since I, I've gotten to DC, there's been two kind of major takeaways. I don't know I'm less than the other one, it's not physiology. But the first one is the more physiological basis of like power production, research involves in, so power is just like force over time. Yep. You're ready to create force. Good amount of force in a short amount of time. Um, without getting really too fancy, uh, I think when I went down there, I was I was a big strength is the answer. Mm -hmm. Force production side of things. 
spent a lot of time kind of researching the idea of different, like essentially different loading schemes for optimizing power output and from what I can tell and from what research says I think there's, it depends is kind of the answer and it's a cop out because that's the answer to everything. I know but I love that answer. Um, started watching some more, not to interrupt, student McGill, the back pro guy and just even people talking about him and how they'll steal his thing is people ask me a question is number one is well it depends because yeah. it's not a one size fits all which I just always find refreshing that it's not well this is the only way yeah. so, uh, actually funny Squatting uh, a house or two, right? I think it's a thousand six hundred. But what I was saying with the so power production, very brief because I know we have to get to Jordan. Um, like the idea of, I used to think heavy, 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 the stronger you are, the better. I used to say strength is sport specific. Mm -hmm. um, a, I hate specific. Right. But, That's another conversation for yeah. another day. Um, but I do think that that might be the case uh, with weak people. So people, if you get an athlete, they their basically no training yeah. age at all. Um, I actually, most strength coaches I talk to, um, when they receive an athlete, uh, in the collegiate setting, when they mm -hmm. receive an athlete, they consider it Makes sense. You can't be sure what they Right. Um, but so, strength training might be a little bit more beneficial for somebody who doesn't have a strong base. But the big takeaway was the idea of there are other options for those who do have I guess, for lack of a better term, essential level of strength. Mm -hmm. um, and that velocity-based training is probably a good um, mediator of training stimulus as far as either giving biofeedback as some sort of like gym wear has mm -hmm. an option to give biofeedback. Um, so using some LPT or bar tracker to actually track the quantitative velocity, which I think is more ideal. But then something as simple as um, some Dr. Oliver's research has shown cluster sets are probably better for power output um, than traditional set configurations. Um, basically, sports specific. So. <laughs> The idea that if you're moving faster in training, it's probably training you to move faster. Right. Um, or move better with the lighter loads. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can paradigm it in many different ways, whether it's velocity specificity, load specificity, or anything. Basically, that nothing is right? since I got down there and was a know it all and learned. <laughs> Nothing, because I learned that I know nothing. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, totally does. I think that's a big thing. Right. Know what you know, know what you don't know, and figure it out from there. Cool. Anything else on this one? I think we got another. Yeah, we got another full one later. Just everybody getting together and that's that'll be fun. All right. Well, good to see you, sir. Thank you, Green Grass, for the hospitality. Uh, we appreciate it. And catch everybody on the next episode. On to the next one. <laughs>